Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by Sync NI. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company, and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest, and most influential thought leaders from across NI's business and tech sectors. Find out more on SyncNI.com or follow us across our social media channels. And enjoy. This week, I spoke with Naomi McGregor. The 24-year-old STEM ambassador recently won the Catalyst Invent Enterprise Software Award. Naomi has a strong background in ballet and fitness, and thus developed MoveTrue, a digital home physio software. She discusses the importance of tech and the arts combined, and shares her passion for being a STEM role model to Northern Ireland's future females. Like you were, sorry, the winner of the Catalyst Invent Enterprise Software Award 2020. Um, so congrats. Thank you. <laughs> Um, do you want to just tell me a bit about that? Was that for Move True, obviously, then? Yeah, so that was for Move True. And to be honest, winning that category prize was all a bit crazy. And so whenever I entered, it was back in February time. So before lockdown ad had hit. Yep. And also during my final year, like of my master's. So I had done that at the same time, not really thinking. I would even get through to the semi-finals because I knew I was up against people that were probably working on it full-time and also just a lot older. So whenever I got to the semi-finals, I was like, yes, look at this, like being a young female representing STEM, I was so chuffed. Yeah. And then whenever I got to the finals, I was like, oh, wow, this is really happening. And honestly, the night of the finals just felt so surreal to be part of it. And it was just, whenever my name was called, it was just such an honor to turn around and be like, yeah, I'm 24. And an idea that crazily came out of ballet has actually, like I'm now working on this as a business and it's been understood to get an award. So it was just so uplifting to be able to be doing that. Yeah, I think it's one of those things too, isn't it? Like the way you're like, oh, you know, I'll just enter and see what the crack is. And then you got to the semifinals. It's one of those things like, if you don't enter, you know, even if you have no expectations, like you're never going to know unless you try. So you might as well just go yeah. for everything. I read a statistic recently and it was that 60 for women, they have to have 60% of the criteria on a job application to actually apply. While men could only have 10% and they'll still apply for that job. And that just showed me that like women just aren't as confident in themselves to just apply. Uh, 100%. So I think that's the thing it's just ripping off that bandage of insecurity and just going for it and worst case they say no and you're still in the same position as you're in and you'll have learned from the application definitely like it's it's not winning and losing it's winning and learning <laughs> absolutely absolutely um so what is move true then so move true is a home physio for anyone anywhere and it allows the user to be able to understand how to correct their form during exercise really cool that's probably something I think I could I think everyone could use that <laughs> your, your own sort of home personal trainer as well <laughs> yeah exactly it's like especially with lockdown we've realized that whenever we go to work out we all think that we're able to copy the workout videos and the adrenaline hits and we've got it all right and then the next day we wake up and we're like oh well my back's a wee bit sore uh don't think it should be sore in that place and it's the ability to know that if our squat technique is right, uh, let alone everything else, mm -hmm. 
So it's even that sitting at home and having the posture right while we're sitting on our computers and it's every aspect of your movement to just have your personal trainer there to turn around and say, if you adjust this, you'll actually put less stress in your body. Yeah. And where did that idea, because I know obviously, like you were saying, you have a background in ballet. Where did that idea first sprout in your head and you thought, oh, well, actually, this could be a good idea and I can actually develop and, you know, deliver this myself. So for my, I was studying product design engineering at Queen's and for the final year to do your master's dissertation, you're able to put forward an idea of your choice within product design. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I could do one of the mechanical projects, but it would be really cool to do my own. And I just kind of had a thought about what what really annoys me is what actually it came down to. <laughs> so it wasn't anything like glamorous. It was going, what really annoys me? And whenever I was 14, I actually had tears along my ligament uh, which came from dance all preventable and whenever I'd went to see eight different specialists across three years and it took a long time to diagnose and because of that I thought in my dissertation well surely there's a device that could reduce that rehabilitation time and prevent the injury altogether yeah so I put forward the idea to reduce injuries and to reduce rehab time uh, for my dissertation, not knowing at all what this would look like. So I had no pre-ideas or pre-concepts of the business. Um, It wasn't even going to be the business at this stage. So I was doing a feasibility and viability study. And whenever I was carrying it out, I started entering a competition in Queen's for through the Queen's University Enterprise Issue. And it was with chatting with them that I realized that this could actually make such a big difference. Yeah. And I entered the Queen's Dragon's Den and then I entered the Ireland Funds with NDRC program and I became a finalist in both. And whenever I was working with them to develop my product, I was like, okay, I actually, I can see so much potential. I can see where this is going. I'm going to do it. (laughs) So that's just, it just all kind of rolled off from thinking there was an issue working through the issue and seeing how it could be developed because I didn't know what the answer looked like Uh, it wasn't like I woke up the idea with the woke up one day with the answer I did spend so much time trying to figure it out and I've I think I went through like six notepads within a year of just like drawings of what this could be and what does it look like and how do you develop it and yeah so there's a lot of design put into it to then take the plunge of graduating to take this on as my grad job yeah that is amazing like I'm sure as well whenever you did go in to do your master's you know you probably didn't think the end product would be sort of owning your own business and (laughs) self-employment absolutely not (laughs) like I came from a family of entrepreneurs so like my whole one like my whole family whole household all own their own business and I know how hard it is to own your own business that I thought, no, I'm, I'm just going to start applying for grad jobs. And it was within that, that I was like, do you know what? I'm really itching to have my own. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> I think as well though, like, you know, the way you were sort of saying, oh, it's not like it was like a glamour sort of fancy idea, but that is, that is sort of like 
the whole appeal of STEM and tech. It's like finding a problem and finding the demand because obviously, like you said, the, the fitness industry is so high in demand at the minute and, you know, finding a problem within that and being able to solve it. Because like you said, like if it was something that was bothering you, you know, and, and you're obviously quite fit and, and you've done sports and you've done ballet before, you know, there's going to be other people that need that as well. Like, have you found that it's been really well received by people? Have people given you a lot of feedback on it? Absolutely. Well, to be honest, I actually had started teaching dance um, as an assistant teacher whenever I was around 13. So between teaching that whole way through, like continued on, even through the start of my university, I had seen that girls were creating an injury for themselves without realizing. And they were told to do these rehabilitation exercises but either not really bothering to do them or just not doing them correctly. So whenever I thought about this, I'd seen that there was an issue there. But then even through my dissertation, chatting to people, the amount of positive feedback from people saying, oh my goodness, I need this in my life because they want to go home and be able to know that they're actually doing the exercise correctly. It was just so nice to get the feedback to realize that this will actually change so many lives. Yeah, because you're also, you know, it is really cool, obviously, designing and developing and delivering something that's yours, but you're also helping people, you know, I think that's sort of a big plus for technology, you know, you can actually change people's lives and help people through something that you've made. Yeah, that was, that was a big one for me, because I had seen firsthand for me that the number of times that I woke up in pain whenever I was younger, because I couldn't sleep because of my injuries was horrendous but I also just seen it from whenever my granddad got his knee replaced that he had to travel back and forth like an hour and a half each way to get it checked and the the consultancy would only have been about 15 minutes so to take a whole three hours of traveling into the day just after surgery I seen it as such a big issue for anybody that was going through operations whilst they're retired and having to figure out how is somebody going to give me a lift and like feeling like an inconvenience so I could see that it didn't just apply to sports people that it really applied to people that I cared about as well yeah definitely um and then how just sort of bringing it way back you know how did you know uh, that you wanted to study product design engineering you know where did that because obviously you come from a family of entrepreneurs like you said where did the sort of science or or tech element come into it so actually coming into the engineering was a, it's a bit of a funny story because I came from an all-girls high school mm-hmm. and I had considered either going down the business route uh, because of thinking the entrepreneurial family side that theirs was strongly the business side of it and or would I go down the engineering side and it literally just came from I was really passionate about technology whenever I was in high school And I had fantastic teachers that were constantly saying, yeah, I think engineering is for you. So I had started doing that. And then I actually backed out and applied for economics because I thought, this is crazy. Why am I applying for engineering as a young female, like thinking it'll be very difficult just because of like the social norms. And I didn't know anybody to have done it. And then I, the day of my A-level results, I opened up an email to say, congratulations, you're into Queen for economics. And I just was disappointed. So I changed that day into engineering. 
oh my god <laughs> so it was it was the moment of looking at something and realizing that I just wasn't as happy as I should have been yeah that I, I went into my mom and she was like no I, I think you aren't happy like you're going into university and you got in you should be over the moon so we went in and it was the decision that I could transfer if I wanted to do engineering I could then go into business and it was that decision that just really made up my mind and I'm so thankful for it yeah because, like I've loved my degree I've loved my university I can't say anything bad in that way and all the the fears of thinking oh I'm going to be a female in STEM it it was just the fears uh that's why that's why I've been always trying to cheer on other women going into STEM because that initial step can seem scary because we don't have the answers now but we can just learn them is one of the biggest things I've realized so yeah, even there, like, pardon me for laughing as well, because I just heard you saying, you know, oh, like, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be a female. And, and it is so, you know, it is so stereotypical. Did you find as well, coming from an all-girls high school, did, were many of your classmates, you know, did they apply for STEM um, subjects in university or engineering or anything like that? So that was actually one of the strange things that the previous years hadn't been applying but my year there was quite a few of us that went into STEM subjects for engineering and architecture and then I think it was a wee bit of moral support kind of pushed me to go okay I can do it too and one girl that I've actually been with from primary school to high school also went to the same university course as me so I think it was the little bit of reassurance that we're going we're kind of going together it was a very similar course so we would have been in some classes together so it was realizing that I can do it as well and I think there was just a lot of chat there was talk of females going into STEM um, being represented within the school not necessarily within engineering but then when I realized that I could do product design engineering it kind of allowed me to do something that was arts related and engineering related to just have that creative flow really yeah it, because it is you know there is this is a thing I all sort of preach to like theory thinking I but you know people think tech and they think maths and science and mm-hmm. um quite cold and calculated but there is such a creative side to that and I personally find that the females on although they are quite underrepresented like especially in Northern Ireland females really bring that sort of creative side to tech as well I think that's the part that that appeals to maybe female sort of qualities more if you know what I mean absolutely like that's I think coming whenever I was telling all the children that I taught ballet to that I'm going to go study engineering a lot of the parents looked around and was like are you sure (laughs) so coming from teaching as an assistant teacher of ballet to then going to study engineering I really do think it's helped me so much to have the arts to within within the arts you nothing's ever perfect you always want to improve you always think that there's no right or wrong answer you can just try it and work through it so I think that was a really good side to having on top of engineering where it's quite structured Mm -hmm. so I got that play of it has to be structured and also you have you have to let the creativity flow as well to make the best product 
Yeah, well, that, that's sort of bringing me on to like one of the final points. So sort of like what we were discussing earlier, you know, the UK government ad that came out, you know, um, it's Fatima. It's like Fatima doesn't know. Oh, Fatima's next job is in cyber. She just doesn't know it yet. And she's, you know, a ballerina and doing her shoes up, you know, from that point of view, because you, you're a ballet teacher and you've obviously done it for so long yourself, but then you are actually in, in the tech world too. You know, what did you make of that ad? Well, in terms of that ad, if somebody wanted to go from ballet to STEM and to go into cybersecurity, absolutely go for it. I've done it. Um, but if someone is a professional ballet dancer with years of training, I don't think, unless you've been in ballet, I think it's very hard to understand how much of their life they've dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. So like in terms of dance, like you're, you have to be training six days a week minimum, like, cause your body can just tighten up so quickly, which is, I have so much respect for any professional dancer or any professional athlete, uh, just because of how much you're dedicating and one injury can really just take you out. So I have so much respect for them doing it. I, I was so shocked at the advert. I had to take a couple of hours um to kind of understand um why that would be put out because like yes of course she can retrain but that has to be a personal decision if you're in the arts that's that is your life that's your what you're thinking of so it was just a bit shocking I also have a few friends that are acting at the minute as well and they have been told that they have to retrain and this is what they've put the past 10 years of their life into. And whenever COVID hit, they actually had three jobs already lined up for the next year and a half. So I just think, okay, it's on pause at the minute, but there's always a way around it. Like we can start live streaming from theaters. It's something that we've already done before. So I think the arts will just transfer into a slightly more technical time for now. But it's just supporting the arts. Like it's it's going to a ballet class, it's buying from your local like artist and supporting them and sharing their stuff on social media just to try and get traction, like and supporting local businesses, especially at Christmas. So I just find it a hard advert to swallow whenever there's so many people that have taken the biggest leap of faith into themselves to go into the arts. Uh, to be told to retrain <laughs> yeah no definitely it is definitely gained a lot of um a lot of negative traction I think a lot of people feel the same as you like it's not even that a lot of people took it quite negatively of course but a lot of people were just shocked like who yeah. it would have had to go through so many people you know so much oversight to eventually get passed it's like yeah this is the official government ad we're going to put out and a lot of people were like how did that get passed everyone without someone saying oh you know yeah maybe this isn't the best idea <laughs> I know it's it's the fact that there will have been so many artists involved in that advert <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just and the building was created and ballet shoes are not easy to make like tutus aren't easy to make let alone the hair and makeup photography the lighting there are so many aspects and that's even something that I've realized throughout my time that whenever I've been to engineering events that there's lighting specialists that 
it's it's there's so much involved within how a how natural light can come into a building and the different types of LEDs that it's just there's so many aspects within art and engineering that losing the arts would just really tamper with our engineering skills as well. Definitely. Uh, Numi, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add just personally or? To fund Move True, I have gained funding like financially and also in a mentorship role from so many areas that has actually made it possible for me to uh, prevent, from, prevent me from going to a grad job for now and also be able to develop the business so much further. So I've got funding from Invest Northern Ireland, from QUB, Enterprise SU, from Techstart, and mentorship from Belfast Enterprise Academy, which was invaluable. And also from a scholarship of the Royal Academy of Engineers, Engineering Leadership Programme. So with all of these things combined, I've managed to be able to have a salary and also be able to have contractors working alongside me on this and it's funded my personal trainer course so on top of teaching ballet and having my engineering background I thought if I can't spend money on traveling which was the original plan for my scholarship I can spend it to develop myself on a personal trainer course to show that I have a broad range of a background to going into move through because there's there's so many aspects to the business as well that keeping a broad range of mindset I thought was the best way to go forward in the business um it is good too though because like yeah the whole travel thing yeah I think a lot of people did that a lot of people just started sort of upskilling themselves and reskilling themselves because uh like you know holiday plans or like people were planning to move abroad for a year and stuff it's just not happening <laughs> absolutely with my Royal Academy scholarship I actually is to improve yourself as a leader within engineering and I was meant to be traveling for a lot of summer with different conferences and stuff mm-hmm. but in a way putting the money towards the personal trainer course and actually staying at home working full-time and move through has made such a difference to the business yet whenever I planned the traveling it was over a year before move through was a in existence so in a way it's actually all worked out so well yeah that I, I'm actually really glad of being able to put the funds to the best use for the business and I just one of these people that has to be doing 101 things so I just love being able to have a broad mindset and broad skill range which is the course has just been really good to actually coexist with the business over lockdown it actually didn't really feel like lockdown for me thankfully because I finished off my final year dissertation I then had final year exams and then I went fully like after I finished my when on the Wednesday I finished my exams on the Thursday I had a full day training course for move through and then on the Friday I signed up to my personal trainer course like I just I'm just one of these people that I didn't even realize that I hadn't rested after my final exam <laughs> so <laughs> I then afterwards had to take like a full week that I was like okay I'm actually going to rest after doing all of that. <laughs> for pretty Numi thank you so much for chatting with me. It was lovely to meet you, Neve. To meet you, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Tech Crack. For all things tech and business in Northern Ireland, visit syncni.com. Have a good week.